Well, it is that time. Guys, it's our magnum opus. It's another episode, but it's our top 10 films of 2022. We have reached the inevitable. The time of year when Ben and I share our favorites. You know, I always struggle with these lists because, you know, lists always change and mm-hmm. it depends on what you're in the mood for a certain day. Like, you know, you might like put that there and you might put that, that movie there and put that movie mm-hmm. too or that movie at six and then you might flip-flop those eventually. But, you know, my one through five were pretty set. It was like that six through ten-ish, six, really nine and ten I was having, having the most problems with because I hate leaving the films out, but some films you just love more than others and a film you think is going to stay in your top five forever ends up not even being part of your list. And, you know, I actually just made a change about 20 seconds ago. So it's <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's hard. Yep. It's very, it's, it's, these lists are always difficult, but you know, they're just lists. And, you know, I, my list is going to be very different from Ben's and vice versa. And your list, you guys' list are going to look very different than ours. Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there's one film on my list, I'm sure, is going to be on Ben's list. And that's been showing up on everyone's list because everyone's just loving this movie. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll get to that when we cross that bridge. So, you know, what we'll do is then we'll talk about our 10 through 5s, ad break, or 10 through 6 ad break, 5 through 2s, and we will share our number 1s and really go into great detail of our our top five. That's really what we do here. We kind of, you know, we we, talk, we go into depth on all of these, but really it's the top five that we really go into depth the most about. Um, I saw a lot of these movies in theaters multiple times. Two of these I didn't because a couple of these went straight to streaming. Um, but we'll cross that bridge, Ben, when we get to that, when, we, when it's time for me to talk about these movies. But yeah, just first of all, Ben, I mean, you know, we kind of talked about a little bit in part one, but like part, you know, how difficult was this making your list this year? Yeah, pretty pretty difficult. Uh, more difficult than last year. <laughs> throw that throw that in again. Um, but yeah, like you said, kind of maybe uh, top four was kind of kind of set, but the rest of it for me was has been flipping around, and I've been looking back at what I rated movies coming out of the theater and stuff. So yeah, but uh, it's 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 fun to put these together as well. As it is challenging. It is. And, uh, you know, we're going to share all the mentions and then go through our 10 through sixes. Mm-hmm. So I was still going to get my uh, Dakota Johnson mug. And soda almost, almost came out of the, out of the mug. <laughs> I poured just enough. Coke Good. Zero. Good. Still not a sponsor. Yeah. All right, guys. Enough playing around. Enough chit-chat. Let's chit chat about movies now. <laughs> um, ben, yes. of course, you always go first. So, show your honorable mentions, and let's get to your ten through six. All right. Wrong. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I had mentioned last episode that uh, Avatar: Way of Water was close to my top ten. Um, you might be shocked what just beat it out but it's kind yeah, of a similar I, I, thing i'm probably gonna slap you in the face but... <laughs> probably um but the 
it, the the story was the big detractor for me and using uh, the same villain for this the first one but it looked amazing and uh watching behind the scenes stuff about how they filmed some of the uh films kind of brought it up a little bit too um but yeah really really cool jimmy cameron doing it again um i'm gonna hurt you again the batman <laughs> just missed my top 10 <laughs> uh a similar kind of thing this this story a little bit was it was slow sometimes uh especially the the movements of batman himself and um okay yeah but the the performances were great um the music was awesome and i don't have anything bad to say about that uh batmobile chase scene that was excellent (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, shout out to Paul Dano too. Thank you. Was... Uh, you don't shout him out. You put him in all the matches. I ain't getting <laughs> damn shout outs. <laughs> all right, but, but I, it, yeah, I'm really excited about the uh, sequel though. See where they go. Oh, okay. that, well, so maybe that'll yep. Put on all the matches again when that comes out too. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, nope. I actually kind of talked about it earlier. Um, really good. Not not the best Jordan Peele movie, but it was definitely a thinker. Made me think about it afterwards and. Good performances and, and stuff too, uh, and then I'll I'll throw in Elvis too, which is, I know I said I've come down on some, but I, I don't know some people like really give really harsh reviews, and I, I think it's still worth a watch um, to for for Austin Butler's performance, and I don't think Tom Hanks is all that bad in it. He's oh, playing he's great. Yeah, uh, people said it like worst of his career, but uh, I mean I don't know. Yeah, no, he has a great career, but you've um, seen Mary Crown. Please. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I still, I still enjoy that uh, with the performances and the music and everything. Actually, it's not bad on Larry Crown. That movie is bad. <laughs> uh, actually, I haven't seen that one yet. So, yeah, it's yeah. take your time. Yeah. It's not yeah. yeah. Larry Crown. Um. All right, let's we'll jump into the ten three six. So, oh boy, here we go. This uh, ten. I I don't know, maybe I'm just in the mood to rewatch it as well right now, but <laughs> uh Ambulance, Michael Bay is <laughs> not an amazing movie. I'm surprised <sighs> it made it here too, but I just had so much fun. I watched it once um in theaters, but it was pretty pretty good crowd. We had fun with it. Uh Yaya Abdul Mateen and uh Jake Gyllenhaal. I love that name. I love yeah. Yaya's name. <laughs> uh, so good, so good, and the the chemistry was good um, between them. The action was pretty fantastic. Maybe a little unbelievable, more towards the second half, but um, <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. the The story was simple enough, but there were still some uh, little surprises and even a little heart string tugging um, that that got to me. A yeah, little it, bit, pulls, so. it does fall on the heart strings a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm very, very surprised I make your top ten. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I will say this in defense. Uh-huh. It is Michael Bay's best movie in years. So yeah. there's yep. I, I kinda understand why you put that in because it's just we had spent a long, long time since I loved the Michael Bay movie. And that was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. the four K also then looks Ooh, yeah. It's very crispy. I very very good. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, pick up that 4K guys if you have a chance. But yeah, it, it's a lot of fun though. It really is a lot yeah. of fun. 
Yeah. And you know what, too? Because a lot of Michael Bay movies kind of oversee they welcome. This one just the right amount. Maybe a little too long, but... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, it, it's just it's just a good time. Yep. A lot of fun. Uh, number nine is where I have bodies, bodies, bodies. This is another big surprise for me. Um, and I, you even kind of, you know, pushed me to see it. I was like kind of debating and I'll, I'll get to it when I do, but then, uh, I think you enjoyed it a lot and told me about it. Um, a 24 in horror comedy, but it's, uh, it's really, really good. And this one too, um, I guess kind of murder mystery ish, but it there's a, there's a mystery part <laughs> in there. <laughs> and I, I love, <laughs> I can't even like, I can't cause it's, it's not, it's a spoiler, but it's like yeah. a big spoiler, but <laughs> you can say murder mystery until like the last five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'd love that. <laughs> that just the easy reveal of it. And, and just, Oh, by the way, this is what happened. Um, Oh man, and it's it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, and then then it just ends. Yeah, it's so good. It's so Perfect clever. Ending. Yeah. Perfect ending. So clever uh, with the writing and a great satire of um, <laughs> you know social commentary and and teenagers. A great Gen Z satire. Yeah. 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 Um. So, <laughs> yeah, being being scared, but then also laughing, and. Just having a, having a good time. So yeah, big big surprise there. Number eight is where I have Glass Onion, uh, subtitled A Knives Out Story. I don't love this as a lot of people do. I think, well, I don't know about you if you'll have it higher. Um, but uh, if, if I, I, I can't. I can't say that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I've seen a lot of people have it real high on their list, but uh, I I I still hold that. Knives Out, the original, is uh, is better. But I had a ton of fun with this one. The uh, yeah, it's it's fun going through the the first half of the film, and then there is a little uh, not a detour, but it kind of goes back a little bit and and reframes what so we've good. seen. Yeah, which is cool. And um, certain actress does really well. Everyone's talking about Janelle Monae. Uh, is is fantastic. Um, but the, the the whole cast really it's really really good ensemble again, <laughs> which you know is daunting after uh, after that great yeah. first movie. Yeah. But and I think you've said it too that it it's, might be a better ensemble than the first one. We get I, more from the characters. I, yeah, I enjoyed the ensemble and their journey more in this than I did in Knives Out. Yeah, I just I've kind of come around. This to is that. not as Unpre- like this is more predictable yep. than Knives Out is. Yep. They do throw in that twist there, which I I love that twist, which kind of makes you kind of rethink. I'll get to that when I talk about it because I it, it is in my top ten. Just I can't okay. say where it is yet. Yeah. So yeah, plus it's named after a Beatles song. Uh, Early okay. shares a name, yeah, there so, you go. which yeah, plays yeah. over the credits. So that was cool. Uh, seven. Never thought. I would have a Robert Eggers movie in the top ten, but I love the Northman. <laughs> uh, it it looked amazing. Uh, performances across the board were awesome, uh, especially Nicole Kidman, who 
uh, you know, of course, is, is great in a lot of stuff, but, you know, wasn't sure how big her character would be. Um, but there's a whole monologue <laughs> that is, uh, you know, goosebump uh, inducing. Um, it's better than our AMC monologue, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, but. And then uh, Anya Taylor Joy too is a, is a small role, but she was fantastic here too. I, I thought. wouldn't say it's that small. It's, it's a pretty well. I mean, compared yeah. to the menu, it's a small role, but yeah, yeah. She, uh, it is a very important role, though. Um, it is important. That I will say it's it's a very important role, and yeah, I liked where she ended up. I'll yep. just say that. Yeah. It's just the re- one of the reasons why it's on my top ten on the match. It's just the, the first. Act in particular, when it's a child, I was it, it, it kind of dragged a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. Once it be, once we get Alexander Scars, that's when it really picks up. But like that first, yeah, yeah. but I was like, eh. okay. But that final battle, oh my god, oh yeah, so good, yeah. Like, especially in the Adobe Theater, I just I was like, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. No, each other, let's go. <laughs> action, action scenes are really cool. Oh yeah. Um. And it's got a you know a simple story based off uh, you know tales we've heard many times, but it's 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 really presented really well. You know um, that's kind of like the theme this year of a lot of movies, like very simple stories, but the way they're executed is what makes them really sure. good. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I love by that. Um, yeah, so that's that's the north. Oh, it gets weird too at some points. <laughs> um. Yeah. But I, that was the other thing I didn't like. It got a little weird in the places. Just, yeah, okay. but th- I don't know, thinking thinking back, it's not. Uh, it didn't detract a whole lot. Plus, mm-hmm. that, the the middle, the ending is a little weird. But I, I in terms of realism, I guess realistic. it was fitting. It, for yeah, how it's the rest really of the fitting. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, not as weird as the other movies that I don't like as much for Magger. So, anyway. Uh, and then six, we have Anya Taylor Joy again in the menu. This was really surprising um, to me. I'd heard about the the cast, and you know it was pretty good. Leaned up to it, but went in the theater, watched this one by myself actually, uh, but still had a blast. And I, I like these kind of, you know, it's it's kind of creepy at moments too. You don't know what's going on, and then you kind of figure out what's going on. And rooting for some of the characters, maybe just one of the characters. No, I'm, I found myself rooting for one character. I yeah. Anyone <laughs> yeah. else. That's like, true. I, especially Nicholas. Well, I was like, I cannot root for you at all. No. <laughs> especially when you find out. What's the best way to put this? There's more to his character. Yeah. That gets revealed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the, yeah, there was a Asshole. big uh, downfall there, but it, yeah, the like very beginning, I'm like, oh, he's you know passionate about this thing, and and we'll see. But then I'm like, no, he is kind of a dick, uh, and then he's a, yeah, very large member. We find out so. And you know, Ralph Fiennes' character too. Yeah, I found myself in parts actually kind of rooting for the guy because <laughs> some characters in this movie do him dirty. That's all I'll say. Yeah, yeah. But then other times I'm like, you're insane. A little too far. Yep. You're, you're insane. But that whole, yeah, chef. I'm like, oh, shit, damn. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> shit. I got goosebumps. 
Even now, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I really want. I after I saw the movie, I was like, "Damn, I really want to go like Burger King, get a cheeseburger right now." I really, really I did. <laughs> On the way back, I got a burger. <laughs> I was like, "God damn!" And I actually heard at TIFF. I think Darren told me this that they actually handed out burgers after the movie was over. Yeah, yeah. It was either before or after. I can't remember. Too. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that that one's um, yeah, really good kind of. I guess that you know, film fans know about it, but that's one that I'd, I'd recommend for people to watch as well. It is on HBO Max, um, guys. Oh, cool! I yeah. actually didn't know that. Um, yeah, the, the ending was great too. There's other little twists in there. Plus, too, it doesn't. I, I kind of like that it doesn't go too f- far in term in terms of, uh, I guess, like the the gore and. No, it's every team. It, yeah, it, it could go Ish. further, showing stuff than it does but it it holds back so i i kind of like that aspect uh yeah, unlike kinda... triangles menace which yeah so yeah there is uh it reminded me a lot of like this could be like it was kind of like that year's ready or not but ready or not is a lot mm-hmm. a lot more bloodier <laughs> yeah yeah a lot more gorier but both like kind of like that big surprise like fox searchlight film of the year it's like oh, yeah okay all right, Fox Searchlight, we see you. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, so you're 10 through 6. Yeah, I have issues. I'm kidding. That's your, that's your list. All right. Not for the real list. I'm kidding. But... <laughs> There's also some uh, big films I haven't seen yet either, like you were mentioning at the top. So, Yeah, look, I haven't seen The Whale. I saw yeah. Woman King. I haven't seen Armageddon Time. Those are like the big three, but I haven't. And I haven't seen Post of Boots either. Yeah, um, me neither. That being said, I still saw. Well, it's actually lower than I thought. 125 2022 films. It's down from my 173 or four from 2021. But it's just, it like a busy year. It just felt busier this year in 2022 than it did 2021. Yep. Don't know why that was, but. Oh, and Woman Talking also. I yep. haven't seen that either. Yep. Same. Um, but yeah, all the mentions. Number 15. My most anticipated film of last year, that was Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness, that is not on my list. Number 14, I had to get my girl on here. I had to get Zoe Deutsch, one of these, one of these, one of these spots for not okay. Love that movie. I've watched it actually three times now. It actually gets better a lot. But actually, another star in that movie is Mia Isaac. She is a revelation in this movie. She is really good. And it's on Hulu. So if you have Hulu subscription, go check out Not Okay. Great little uh social media satire type of film and I don't really want to delve too much into that. Number 13 and 12 is going to cause a lot of controversy. And I do not give a shit. Number 13 is where I have The Fablemans. I love it. Do not get me wrong. Just 12 other films that hit me more. But Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans is still on my list. Okay. All the mentions wise. <laughs> Number 12... Don't freak out, guys. Don't freak out. Calm down. I haven't even said it yet, but calm down. Everything everywhere all at once. All right, calm down. All Let's right, well, you can find us on Instagram at the... Nope, <laughs> I will not, Mr. Ambulance. So, <laughs> yeah. don't even... Yeah, exactly. I shut you up real quick. <laughs> yes. And number 11... This was the film that I was telling you about that just it hurt me to leave off the list. 
Miss Planchette, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But I left you on my top ten. And it's because the second act is just a little a little too meaty. Just a little too much. I'm so sorry. I still love your movie. I've still watched it four times. Please forgive me, Miss Blanchett. I'm so sorry. Will you ever forgive me? Can you ever forgive me? You do? Okay, thank you. All right. She she hit me up real quick. She said, uh, yeah. She oh, said, okay. I, yeah. I, I didn't hear anything, but all right. Uh, it's that, you know, we have that special communication. <laughs> okay. It's what you and Kevin Feige do. Right. Um, so, yeah, number 11, Tor. Number 10. Now we get to the good stuff, man. Get off my top 10 with the movie I thought was going to be my second, third favorite film of the year. But it's number 10. And that's Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. A great Gen Z satire. One of the best, probably one of the three or four best ensembles of the year. These girls, Emily Pace and Pete Davidson, killed it. Rachel Sennett, though, was funniest part of this entire movie. I mm-hmm. loved her character so much. I fell for her on her whole podcast spiel. I, I get we feel you, girl. <laughs> yep. We feel you. And Lee Pace, I don't even know if he knew he was filming a movie. That dude was just having the time of his fucking life, and I loved it. He was so good. Pete Davidson, man. <laughs> just Pete Davidson just does Pete Davidson things. And you have to wait till the end of the movie to figure, find out why. But he just does Pete Davidson things, and it's just wonderful. So yeah, bodies, bodies, bodies. My favorite A twenty four film of the year, twenty twenty two. The only A twenty four film on my list. Number nine. I hinted at this in an episode we did back in October, talking about our favorite horror films of the year. I hinted that this was going to be in my top ten. Barbarian. I love this movie and the more i think about it the more i'm just appreciate it and i just i just fall in love with it (laughs) then that tonal shift about halfway through this movie is just the biggest what the fuck (laughs) it's like wait what what (laughs) we go from this really terrifying one scene and now we get to just along in a car and kind of how that all plays out he is the thing I love about his character too, Ben, is there's this great social commentary on his character. And I kind of there's this thing surrounding his character he's accused of. And throughout it, you're kind of thinking, or at least I was kind of thinking, like, did he do it? Did he not do it? What? And then you're kind of like watching events unfold. I'm like, no, he couldn't have. Well, maybe. Mm. Well, no. And then like you get to like where he meets up with Georgina Campbell's character. Yeah. Like, oh no, 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 no. He probably didn't do it. Oh no. That those last ten minutes are like, oh no, he's he probably did that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's people are saying he did. Um Justin Long can play a really, really good D bag. I love his <laughs> character. But this film, Ben, is a great deal of subverting your expectations and kind of like what you think is going to happen because it's kind of set up in the beginning of like, what the hell is this Bill Scars? He seems too nice for his own good. A little creepy. Mm-hmm. And I like how, I don't know if you picked up on this, Ben, like when she gets locked out of the locked in the basement and she Bill Scars guard sees her, 
He's like laughing, like, how did you get down there? Like, Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, just the little character details like that. I'm like, okay, this dude's up to no good. And then like he's in the basement and he got there down there pretty quickly. So I was like, how did you get down all that way really quick? Yeah. I was like, you've been here before. You know it's down there. And then that thing happens. I'm like, oh, 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 okay. It's mm-hmm. I, I apologize, Mr. Skarsgård. I am so <laughs> sorry. I, I, this movie's wild. It's terrifying. Good use of jump scares been when I needed to. But I was telling um, I was telling our buddy Zach Ben like the one thing I I can't put this movie up higher for. Third act gets a little silly. Like it gets a little too like you know the yeah. whole chasing when they got outside the house. I was like, eh. water tower. Yeah, I was like. Yep. Yeah. But then like like the last shot of her, Virginia Campbell, what she does, I was like, that was really satisfying. And yeah. Yeah. So Barbarian, probably my third actually my third or fourth favorite theater experience of the year. I just maybe the biggest surprise of the year, honestly, mm-hmm. was Barbarian. It's such a great, great movie. Okay. Number eight. The only MCU film on my list here. Thor, I'm kidding. Black Panther, Wakanda, forever. The most challenging film for an MCU director yet because of what he, what Kugler had to overcome and what he had to deal with respectfully. Um, Honoring the late Chadwick Boseman while still making a very good MCU movie. And he did that in spades. It was a beautiful tribute. Angela Bassett, man, I'm telling you, she's getting that Oscar nomination. I'm glad I'm turning you around on it because I she's getting that Oscar nomination. Because you and Zach are both saying, hey, she ain't getting no nomination. I was like, yeah, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. And it hasn't happened yet. Right. But it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. January 24th, right. we're going to find out. Y'all going to be eating crow, and I can't wait. <laughs> um, it's just... You felt Chadwick's presence missing, mm-hmm. and that I don't want to say that's a negative, but it's like, man, I you can't help but feel it, right? Yep. But that leads into my biggest positive of the film, which is Letitia Wright fucking own this goddamn movie. She is like his. She was really supporting character in Black Panther, and she had like two scenes in Infinity War, but she is the star. She is the focal point, and you feel for her. You are going with her on her odyssey, her journey through this lengthy two-hour, 40-minute movie, and you just you buy into her plight, her struggle, um, kind of feeling responsible for her brother's death in the film, and the entire ensemble business is fantastic. And what I love most too is Lupini Wongo. And Denai Gurriar have this really emotional scene together about, you know, talking about why she was gone for so long and stuff. Watching that scene, you know, she's telling Denai Gurriar, telling Denai Gurriar, you know, to you guys, he was King Black Panther, but to me, he was everything. That wasn't, uh, the Peter one that wasn't uh, Nakia talking. That was the Peter Wonga talking about Chadwick mm. Boseman right there. You felt <laughs> that. Um, 
But yeah, Letitia Wright, Angela Bassett, my MVPs. Um, oh my God, Namor, the character Namor, the actor's name. I'm already forgetting the guy's name. Tanakorta. Yeah, Tanakorta. Really, really good villain or yeah. anti-hero kind of. Yeah. Um, I loved everything in Tabokan, even though we kind of spent a little too much time in Tabokan, but just a little bit. But the action sequences were great. I think the third act then is a lot better in this movie than it is in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And that Michael B. Jordan cameo. I mean, come on. That was great. That yeah. Was great. And I love the whole MCU silent intro with the Chadwick images and the ending with her kind of doing the whole ritual that her mother taught her in the first act. It's just an emotionally rich, satisfying experience that I don't think there was a dry eye in the theater opening weekend, Ben. I think everyone kind of left a little misdeteriorated, at least. Mm-hmm. Hard film to get through. Yep. Number seven. Ben, I want to, I want to, I want, I want to ask you a question about my number seven film here. How many times have you heard this phrase? Never doubt James Cameron. Never doubt James Cameron. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard it James a lot recently. Ben, ne- Ben, never doubt James Cameron. Yeah, I get it. No, 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 Ben, 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 seriously, never doubt James Cameron. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ben, damn it! I, <laughs> I, I, I never doubt James Cameron. Loud and clear. Yep. Okay. Okay. Guys, never doubt James Cameron. Avatar: <laughs> Water comes in number seven. Um, look, we then we talked about it, right? We're, I liked Avatar. It's not my favorite. It wasn't my favorite movie of the year. It, it, it's a good movie. And look, I was coming out saying like, ah, you know, this movie's gonna make money, but it ain't gonna hit two billion. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> I might be wrong on that front too. I just didn't think Ben that I was really gonna care about this sequel. Well, I was wrong. I've seen this movie three times now. I took my sister to see it New Year's Eve for our annual New Year's Eve film tradition. And she called it a vastly superior film to the first. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just a regular. I've seen the movie once in IMAX 3D and two times in regular 2D. And I got to say, even in 2D, guys, the movie still looks incredible. Um, there is a a lot of good emotional depth that was missing in that first movie. And a lot of that has to do with the Sully family and the children. The children in this movie, Ben, are the MVPs along with the visuals. Like, yes, the film is fantastic. The underwater sequences are breathtaking. It might be the most visually stunning film we've ever seen until Avatar 3. So there's that. But the family dynamic here is why you love this movie. And I bought into it very quickly. Um, okay, the villains, yeah, the villains really annoyed me. All right, it was very, we are not in Kansas anymore. Really, that's how <laughs> we're going to start the shit out again? Really? really yeah. again. And Spider is, yeah, Spider, Spider. I. There's just some lines he says, I'm like, oh, no. No. <laughs> no. no. Don't do no. that. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Stop it. Ah. Quit it. <laughs> oh. I'm not going to tell you where they are. Ah. You know, stuff like that. But when you focus on the, like, and I'll say this too, Ben. I said this in a spoiler review. The kids learning the ways of the water was more interesting than the Teary teaching Jake the ways in the forest. Like, yeah. Because the kids just bring this wonder, this element of wonder and excitement. And 
being naive and just being kids, you know, and naive, Navi. Naive, <laughs> naive. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> um, that third act. There is only one third act I think I like better, and we'll talk about it later. But this third act is just so rewarding if you get through those first two acts. And I don't mean that's a bad thing. Like the first two acts are bad because I don't think they are. In fact, the second act might be my favorite act of the movie, just them learning the ways, the water, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Even though there's a whole section about whale hunting they could have cut out. Um, <laughs> but then that's because like, it is an all day third act. Like it starts in the day, hits yeah. night. I love, love that line Jake says to, to Corridge. Let's get it done. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's, let's fucking go. Get his ass, man. Let's go. What an experience. What a thrill. What a ride. Avatar Way of the Water, number seven. I mean, James Cameron in sequels. Now, how will we do with threequels? Well, we're about to find out. There we go. And number six is the most batshit crazy film of the year, and that's Babylon. Uh, Damien Chazelle. Easily my second favorite Chazelle film. Easily, easy, easy. Ooh, okay. Easy. No, no, no doubt. Um, a three-hour movie that doesn't even feel like three hours until the last five minutes, where he really just overstayed his welcome. <laughs> that was the my big, big, big negative with that movie. I was like, you had a good ending about twenty minutes ago, and we're still <laughs> going with this. There's a montage in this movie, and I was like, "We can cut this montage out completely." Um, yeah, that's all I'll say about that. But this look into Hollywood and the transition from silence to talkies—I loved the way Chazelle explored this and how it kind of affected, really, Brad Pitt's character because he kind of gets hit affected the most with it. And where his character ends up, and um, was it Dio Galuna? Um, was it Dio Calva? Calva, yeah, yeah. He becomes somebody he's not, and there's a scene in here in which he talks to one of the jazz players, and I was like, "Ooh, you're asking him to do something. I don't like that. That was uh that was a hard to watch, and then just the way it affects the jazz player and kind of how where that takes him, but. Yeah, Margot Robbie, just just what a force, what a force of nature she is in this movie. Um, the moment she pops on screen, um, that party sequence too was, I, I'm gonna tell this story. My sister's gonna hate me for telling this story, but we saw this on Christmas, right? Oh, she ordered a Oreo milkshake, and about two minutes into the movie, regretted <laughs> it, had to toss it away. <laughs> I felt so bad for that. Oh, yeah. I was like, I am so sorry. <laughs> I did not think that was going to be in the movie. I'm sorry for laughing. No, no. We, we both kind of laughed about it afterwards. But <laughs> yeah, she was just like, I did really? it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then when I walked onto Instagram later that night, Darren messaged me. He's like, so what do you feel about the movie? And then they did like an elephant emoji and a poop emoji. I was like, you bastard. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean... Chazelle really went from that first act. Yeah. He really, really went for it. Um, also, also, sound booth. 
All I'm going to say or sound set, sound stage, whatever. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole sequence. <laughs> I have never laughed so hard in a theater in 2022 in that moment right there. That was the moment. That was the highlight. That was the comedy moment of 2022 was that sequence right there. This was Wolf of Wall Street meets Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This was their love child. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This might even be higher on my list in years down the road, but yeah, easily my favorite Chazelle movie or second favorite Chazelle movie. I still prefer La La Land. Mm-hmm. And this and then uh, Whiplash and then First Man. It's kind of how I have the four right there, but it's like La La Land right here, right here, Ben. Yeah. I have a little below it. Uh-huh. And then I've got Whiplash, you know, down here. Then I've got First Man down here, but he's four for four. That was great for the listening audiences. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. But thank you. I get it. So thank You're you. You're welcome. Yep. So that's my 10 through six. Bodies, uh, Bodies, Bodies, Barbarian, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Avatar, The Way of Water, two, two movies that are very similar to each other. And, uh, that shit crazy Babylon. God, that movie gets emotional too. Oh, I almost forgot about Babylon. I have to make a list. But there is a that Toby Maguire sequence is so fucking frightening. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Because like it literally goes. They go to this thing. I don't want to like reveal too much, but they go to this place, and like the lower and lower they get into this location, they're like the crazier and scarier it gets. And I'm like, I am scared shitless right now. Mm-hmm. This is fucking terrifying. Can you go back to being Spider-Man, please? <laughs> Say pizza time. Pizza time. <laughs> <laughs> This is a joke, right? <laughs> but yeah, he. I'm sure you're going to talk about it, but yeah, I Babylon me is my number six. So it's time for our ad break, guys. I'm back through our five through twos and then reveal our number ones. Ooh, All right, we're back. All right. Let me take a sip of this. Get some caffeine in me. I'll wait zero sugar. So, yep. Oh. Still not a sponsor. <laughs> check so the ben, watch there. Yes. Yeah, check the imaginary watch. So, Ben, five through two. All right. Well, I'm wrong. I'm kidding. <laughs> at number five is a movie uh, we haven't talked about in a while, and it's Babylon. This is where Man. I have Babylon. <laughs> I've been waiting here this whole time. Minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> talk about it. Um, but yeah, you, you hit a lot of the good, good highlights. Um, yeah. And I was kind of nervous going in too, cause I saw the mixed reviews and I don't know where it is now, but it was like 50 something around tomatoes. Uh, I think it's still there. Back check. But I was like, I, I like these actors I know and I liked, uh, Chazelle's past stuff. So it's, it's gotta be good. And I, yeah, I, I loved it. Um, that, that last third does, it doesn't completely slow down, but it, I feel like it's, of course it is, um, you know, more serious than the, the first two thirds, but the, the pacing might be a little off or something, but, um, 
it gets a lot more serious and then brings it all home, I guess, with the story. But I was intrigued with the characters and everyone uh, the entire way through. Plus that very scary scene you're just talking about. Uh, I agree as well on edge of my seat. Uh, and then the, the absolute ending. Yeah. You talked about that montage. I, at first I was like, yeah, but it, then it, it keeps going. And I was like, okay, this yeah feels a little, a little too, not like preachy, but a little flashy and, you know, uh, Ooh, look at what I can do. Um, so yeah, but, um, the Calva's acting <laughs> before and after that <laughs> is really good. Uh, so, yeah, but parts of it can be cut out. But uh, tiny, overall, yeah. Tiny, tiny spoiler here for Babylon. Mm-hmm. And my sister brought this up on the way back home. Calva kind of gets run out of Hollywood by someone. And then 17 years later, or it's been some time, I think it's 17 years, he comes back. Yeah, And we're just like, okay, it's been some time. But she brought the point like, yes, risk this newfound family you have and risk someone coming to see you when something bad happens. Tiny, tiny spoiler. Um, maybe I shouldn't have even said that, but like, it's just, it, it, it was something that was like, she, that bothered her. And I was like, I didn't even think about that until now. I yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I guess he thought there was enough time. <laughs> I think that's what but... he thought. Yeah. Like this, it's been a decade and then some. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That could have been, they could have done the same kind of concept in a different way, but like yeah. it wasn't like a year later. So yeah, if it was yeah, like a yeah. year later, it'd be like, okay, this <laughs> yeah, makes, this makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there, there's some some things I can see, but um, maybe a little excess in some parts with our rating. But see, I don't. After the first, after that party scene, I didn't really feel that. Like I still think the Wolf of no, Wall Street no, no. is more raunchier than yeah. this. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I guess the main thing was, I don't know, it fits with the story, but I'm I'm just not a big fan of people throwing up. Is all I'll say. Um, yeah, there's a lot of that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But anyway, but I yeah, I I love this movie, uh, especially the first two thirds. Like I said, and the acting from everyone. We talked about Margot Robbie, how fantastic she is. Uh, Brad Pitt for a second, too, Ben. Not to interrupt you, but like we forgot yeah. to mention one scene I really really loved. Mm-hmm. That first day on set, right at the party scene, love. Oh yeah, it's kind of like the craziness of like a movie. Scene. Yeah, I loved how that was all illustrated in here. And going to get the camera mm-hmm. and stuff. Yep. Yeah, and then the multiple stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was fantastic tying all that together. Um, yeah, and I've said before how I love movies about you know behind the scenes stuff and even more about making movies and taking it back, you know, to the, the twenties um, and then seeing maybe how <laughs> realistic uh, it is. Yeah. You're talking about that when they get into to talkies and having sound on set and everything. Um, and a lot of it's done for laughs and stuff, but I'm, I don't know. Was it like that? <laughs> I kind of believe partially uh, that it was. I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. sure. But like, there's a scene in which Brad Pitt sneaks or goes to a movie premiere, and he doesn't get the reaction he was looking for, and that yeah. scene really hits. It's like, holy yeah. shit! 
Um, Brad Pitt's acting in that scene too. He doesn't say a word. Yep. It's just all in the face and it really hits you. But that conversation with Gene Smart, oh my god, it's like the most oh, realist, yes. it's the most realist conversation in the movie. And one of the most realist conversations in any movie of 2022. Because I mean it still applies today. Mm-hmm. I mean, it applies to really anything you do, not just movies, but work. Yeah. Wherever you work, whatever you're doing. That whole that whole conversation is just it it was powerful and it was just so real. Yeah. Um, if Gene Smart was in this movie more, I would say she should get a best supporting actress nomination. Yeah. Yeah, really like that whole monologue, man. Was just really really well done. Uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit uh, in the entertainment aspect of that speech in Birdman about Uh like opening weekend of plays. I guess was specifically Uh that one, but that one's a huge standout speech for me too. Um, so yeah, kind of similar vibes there to me. But and what that speech does too, but like because she's not trying to. It's not. It's not like she's trying to bring down Brad's pit character. She's just giving him the honest truth. Yep. Because she even takes a dig at herself. Yeah. 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 So I don't know that. God, the more you think about that movie, man, the more you. Just, <laughs> I know. We're talking about. I'm like, man, this movie should be higher. I should. It's, it's yeah. just so good. I mean, it, yeah. It, it's it's an epic. It feels like an epic. It is uh, an epic. It's yeah. Three hours of. Yeah. Insanity. Yep. <laughs> but it's such a thrilling ride. Um. And you know, I got to talk about the score. It's fantastic. Uh, Justin Hurwitz um, coming back again. There, there's so many good themes <laughs> that mm-hmm. keep uh, you know repeating and everything. And then Darren pointed out too that some of the melodies from uh, La La Land are used here too, which is so. fitting. I thought I could mm-hmm. notice like some La La Land is- is- isms that yep. were in this movie. I was like, <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, really, really, oh, really good. Uh, all right. <laughs> number four. <laughs> number four. <laughs> uh, number four, the Banshees of Uh Not only because I visited Ireland uh, as well last year, but this is a fantastic film. Uh, the it's a, it's a simple premise, and I like how it, I mean, it gets weird <laughs> a little bit and then very sad at the end, but um, it, it kind of, it sticks with that simple premise. Uh, which I appreciated, and I named all the the four main actors before uh, that are all incredible in it, and um, yeah, it really really makes you think. I I, I thought a lot about it <laughs> driving home and everything, and afterwards, and just uh, feel like I wanted to hug a friend right after that, and um, make yeah, just makes you think. Plus the yeah, music in that one's really good. Um. Yeah, like I said, go some weird places. Trying to <laughs> stay a little vague uh, if people haven't seen it, but it's uh, yeah, really good. Makes you think. Yeah, so the the weird parts it maybe went. I, I don't know. At, at first, I was like, "This is kind of too weird." Maybe one step too far, but they they stick with it, I guess, and follow through. Um, so it it is kind of believable, I guess, with the acting. So. Uh, I I think I still like Three Billboards a little better. Uh, from from McDonough. Yeah, no, Three Billboards is still my his masterpiece in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think that's why I didn't like this as much as Three Billboards because I think just the hype surrounding this movie mm-hmm. got to me, and just like the fact that this is the same guy who did in Bruges and Three Billboards. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, this is gonna be another masterpiece, and I was like. 
I didn't quite get that. Like it's still a solid eight out of ten movie for me. Um, mm-hmm. I love a lot of things about it. It's just Three Billboards also had this really good. I think the story is just a little bit better in Three Billboards than it is here, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I kind of like the characters more, but this was more about the reteaming of you know Colin Farrell and uh, Brendan Gleeson, who you know Brendan Gleeson is just fantastic in the movie. I, I don't know. To me, like it was like Colin Farrell and Carrie Condon were kind of like my MVPs. Like Carrie Condon's really, really good. Mm-hmm. It's like a disappointing when she left almost <laughs> halfway through. I was like, oh, yeah, stick around, don't go, come back. But it, it fit well for where her character was and where she was going. So, yep. And I kind of like because there's this whole historical thing about what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of like how they didn't really delve too much into it, but like there'd be little instances of like. Coffer, but like, huh? What about that fighting about over there and stuff like that? You know. So. Yep. Yeah. Uh, plus, yeah. There's some. There's some really good jokes too. There's some funny moments. Uh, maybe not as much jokes, but yeah, <laughs> people fuck this movie too. Oh fuck! <laughs> and <laughs> the repetition of them. Yeah, yeah. Surprise and everything. Uh, and that one. What was it? Is it a bread truck? That he said that that character. Uh, Got that character got hit by the car or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it I know what you're talking time? about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the on the horse and buggy. But anyway, good film. All right, number three. This is where I have everything everywhere all at once. We've said a lot about it. It the huge surprise, uh, even after getting amped up for it and hearing how great it was. Um, Everyone's fantastic. Michelle Yeoh, uh, Kehei Kwan. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce, but him. Kehei Kwan. Kehei Kwan. Okay. Uh, him coming back to for a long hiatus to Hollywood was fantastic. Uh, love seeing him back, and he's he's got a lot to do uh, in the movie too, <laughs> and he delivers it well. Uh, Stephanie Su is fantastic as well. Um, I guess I'd, I'd we'd seen her in other stuff, but um, her name didn't jump out. But now it will after this performance. And then uh, James Hong, always seeing him, is is he's hilarious. Uh, and Jamie Lee Curtis too is is pretty good. I, I don't want to hear the name. Okay, thought I'd throw that in I, the end. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, score here as well is fantastic. That was an instant buy after I watched it. Um, I know you said gets kind of repetitive at the end, and I, I can see that. I actually haven't watched this again recently. I'm sure I'll I'll feel that a little bit this time. But I was just so shocked in the theater uh, mm-hmm. with everywhere that it goes at once that uh got to me. It's still the most creative and original yeah. film of 2022, in my opinion. It's just like because just be like people like. If you have a film not your top ten, oh, I mean, you don't like it. Don't like. I love everything everywhere. It is mm-hmm. a marvelous movie. I just like I said, you know, going back on rewatches, it's like that last, that third act. There's just some repetitive beats that I just it kind of detracts the film. It brings it down a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that mother daughter relationship is just it's handled so well in this movie. It's really emotional. I cried. With two fucking rocks talking. <laughs> yep. Like, 
what the hell? <laughs> and of course, the Russo brothers produced this too. It's like, well, okay. oh yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Yep. You kind of feel um, that with the action sequences a little bit too, a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Uh, all right, number two, bringing it back into the <laughs> the realism. Uh, this is where I have the Fablemans, Spielberg's latest. Uh, this one was fantastic as well. John Williams' score is incredible. Uh, a lot of good uh, movies or scores from other movies and. Um, 60s pop songs and stuff too. Um, Reteaming with uh, Williams and the score and everything was great. But yeah, the acting across the board was incredible. Um, Paul Dano, Michelle Williams, Gabriel uh, LaBelle, like I said earlier too. Uh, Judd Hirsch coming in for 10 minutes and knocking it out of the park. (laughs) He was amazing. The the other siblings as well, which I kind of wish we gotten more from, but they have some really good conversations um too uh and then i forget the actress but the the his girlfriend she was really good too i thought That's for that character yeah so funny. <laughs> yeah so funny uh um but yeah this one not as much like i i guess somewhat behind the scenes but it, it's more of a you know kid growing up with the vision of of making movies and it's it's beautiful to see that. Um, and yeah, if I could, I've said it before, if I could drop everything and do what I wanted, I'd, I'd go out and make some movies or, or act in it. So it was cool to, to see that, um, get that second hand in the movie. Oh, uh, Seth Rogen too. Forgot to mention him is, is really good. Really. Uh, he's shaved for this one <laughs> and it's more laid back character, but he's, he has some dramatic moments as well and nailed it this film and steve jobs reminds you that he's more than just the stoner like he's a very good dramatic actor Mm. when he wants to be dramatic (laughs) yeah and yeah overall just even i remember watching the trailer made me tear up (laughs) with how Mm -hmm. uh you know it was cut together but um all the the family dynamics and and just the the love of film through a film uh, it's fantastic, and that little cameo at the end was oh, <laughs> amazing. And even up to the final shot was mm-hmm. just perfect. Uh, yeah, love that so much. Yep. The family dynamic is what I love most. Mm-hmm. Kind of, it, it didn't take me out, but when I delve into like his love for film, not that it took me out. I just it wasn't as strong as when it was delving into the family stuff, which I just loved to pieces. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Spielberg started this movie out really strong with like him going to his first movie and how that impacted yeah. him and everything. It's like that's how we all felt, probably. That's how we all felt when we probably were that young going to the movies for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Failments. Uh, again, like everything everywhere. I love it. It just didn't hit me as hard as some of these other films did, especially these five I'm ready to talk about. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. It's my turn, I guess, now, isn't it? All yep. right, number five. I kept my word, and I'm glad I did, um, that this movie was a movie that I saw last year, or 2021, I guess, that got released in January of 2022. And that is The Fallout with Jenna Ortega. I 
Oh, hard watch, yes, but it is a great, great Gen Z kind of coming of age tale. Speaking of coming of age stories, um, you know, dealing with the fallout from a school shooting, Ben, and kind of how that transforms Jen Ortega's character's path or taking her on this journey that really is very emotional, you know, between this relationship she strikes up with Maddie Ziegler and another kid that she, uh, she was with during the school shooting and how this affects the relationship with her sister. And it's a, it's a beautiful, like the wrong word, but it's just, it's, it's very emotional. It's very touching. Um, Shailene Woodley, one of the one of my most underappreciated actresses, I had a list. She's up there as far as like overlooked, underappreciated. She has like two scenes. I wish she wasn't in more, but she plays like a therapist. Um, some really good scenes with her and Jenna Ortega. Uh, Julie Bowen actually plays Jenna uh, uh, Ortega's mom in the film. She's really good. There's this really good moment with her and her dad where they go hiking and they're just kind of venting about their problems. Um, yeah, I. This film just stuck with me when I saw it on South by Southwest in 2021. And and I was like, there is no way. When 2022 started, I was like, there is no way this film's in my top five. And sure enough, it stuck around the top five. It's my number five film of the year. I love the fallout so much. Um, one thing I hate about straight to streaming movies, though. I wish, I just wish something like there are just some I just want to pick up on physical. Another one I'm going to talk about later. I'm like, God Damn it, I really wish I had that on physical. But yeah, the fallout to me, Ben. I mean, 2022, you could probably call that the year of Ortega because she just broke out last year, Ben. I mean, can you think of an actress with a better year than her last year? I mean, she was just, I mean, maybe Scar Joe in 2019. But she, Ben, she just, especially at the beginning of 2022, right? X, Scream, the fallout, Studio 355. I mean, she was just in the lot. Maybe her crown jewels Wednesday. I don't know. I haven't watched Wednesday yet, but I'm looking forward to watching it. Uh, but yeah, the fallout Ben, put it on your watch list. It's a really good movie. Only like an hour and a half too, but uh, okay. it's really strong. Number four, and I'm going to save a lot of these thoughts until Ben talks about it, but this is where I have Mr. Tom Cruise and Top Gun Maverick. Uh, you don't know. You never know. I, I know. Shut up. So... <laughs> Yeah, I want to say my thoughts, a lot of my thoughts for later. But Ben, I, I do not. This is I, this is actually the film I saw most in, in theaters in 2022 was Top Gun Maverick. Backstory: My mom is a bona fide Tom Cruise uh, disporter. She absolutely hates Tom Cruise with a burning passion. Her and I do not agree on that on Tom Cruise, and her and I do not agree on Will Smith. And so when Will Smith had her Oscar, his Oscar incident, she rubbed it in my face, and she still rubs <laughs> it in my face. But when I took her to see Top Gun Maverick in that opening weekend, I think it was like a Sunday or Monday, I forgot which day I took her to see it, but she walked out of the theater being like, okay, Roderick, I'll give it to you. That was great. And I was like, well, well, well. <laughs> I, I am proud to be your son today. Look at that. <laughs> um. Well, my mom loves a Tom Cruise movie. That's when you know that to me, that's the thing that finally you know you got something special in your hands. And then I, this is the movie I was talking about, Ben. That's been on everybody's yeah. top 10 list. I mean, it's a crowd pleaser, Ben. It is 
people are saying it's safe cinema. I I I, I still kind of get that the Spider Man Morbius. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I mean Morbius made over three billion dollars <laughs> on Wikipedia. I mean look at this look at Wikipedia, but um, this proved that you don't need a comic movie to save cinema. If you have a really good blockbuster, like a Top Gun Maverick, your movie can make money. And mm-hmm. But I think what's most surprising here, other than the, the, the stunts and the action, but this movie's fucking emotional. Yeah. This movie really gets to you. That Iceman scene? Mm-hmm. Oh. And he says like two words. Yep. <laughs> Typing stuff on a computer, and Tom Cruise is like, "Fred, I'm like, fuck, man, shit, I'm the better pilot, man, shit, I don't, man, come on." And and then opening sequence is oh, that that whole Mach Ten sequence, Ben. Mm-hmm. It's it's so simple because like he's just. He's just trying to save these guys from not getting fired. Yeah. And so you feel the stakes there. But then, like, between him, you know, trying to get to Mach 10, it's that whole visual shot. It's just, it's beautiful. The score yeah. by Zimmer is just wonderful. Mm-hmm. I was debating, Ben, putting this on my number two. I really, really was. Um, but there's two other films on this list I just love a little bit more. But I think of the four films here that are in my top four, my, these three films, four, three, two, this is the one I was more emotionally invested in. But I, yeah, I, I'm trying to like, what do I say now and what do I say for later? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop there with Top Gun Maverick for right now. Okay. I'm going to stop there for, 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 for a second. But there's just, I kind of wish we did a spoiler review for Top Gun Maverick. But there's just, <laughs> The plot's so simple. I mean, we don't even know the villain. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Oh, and Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly is just mm-hmm. a much, much better love interest in this movie. And yep. No no offense to um, Kevin McGinnis. No, no, yeah. no offense to her. Jennifer Connelly, man, is just... You felt... You just got that more... Like, you felt the history between yep. the two characters. You felt the connection. Don't give me that look. What look? <laughs> you know, like, oh, this movie's so perfect. Oh, God. We're going to do something for the one year anniversary. I, I, that's kind of like, <laughs> I, we have to. We have cool. To. Just, cool. Ben, you're where you belong. <laughs> Stuff like that, Ben. Yes. Oh, Okay, where was I? Number three. Yeah. Oh, God, no, I'm just kidding. Um, number three. <laughs> this is where I have Star Wars: The Last. No, I'm kidding. This is where I have Glass Onion. Oh, okay. Yes, I love this film that freaking much. When I said Star Wars: The Last Jedi, I should have gave it away, Ben. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roger, you, you drunk? What's in that Coke Zero, man? <laughs> so much to love about not glass onion to me. You kind of finished that himself already. The ensemble, yes, I do love more. I love the, this ensemble more. And I think 
these characters felt a little bit more relatable in this movie than the first one. I don't know what it was. But I don't know what it is. But there's something I could connect more with these characters in the first one. I don't know if the first one because they're all a bunch of greedy little shits. Right. Um, eat shit. Eat shit. <laughs> definitely eat shit. Definitely eat shit. <laughs> and I have to I have to do this again. Your because... country accent? No. no. Oh, okay. I owe Ben an apology and I owe Kate Hudson an apology. Yeah. Because, oh my goodness. I loved her character so much. It's so brilliant. It's dumb. No. <laughs> it's just dumb. What is reality? Stupid. <laughs> like, like I said, this movie is not as unpredictable as it's very predictable. The first one, you're kind of like, Ryan Johnson gives you a lot of the stuff in the first 20 minutes in the first yeah. one. Where this one, you're kind of like, kind of going along with it. But then once the reveal happens and stuff, I was like, okay, so we're going here. Okay, gotcha. And we ended up there. But I just love the journey so much to getting to the destination so much more in this than I did in Knives Out then. And I love these characters so much more. Like, Janelle Monae is our art of in this movie, right? And <clears throat> she nailed it, man. She is. She was really, really good. And no spoilers, but actually, if I say that, that's going to actually give away a spoiler show. <laughs> but that twist, Ben, I loved what they did with that twist. I love the cameos here. I love the island. Yeah. And then... Ryan Johnson was like, I'm going to let you guys know that Netflix gave me money by blowing shit up <laughs> because I mean, there's some unnecessary blowing shit up yeah. in the last couple minutes of this movie. I was like, that's okay. You yeah. got Netflix money. Thank you for letting us know, Ryan. Appreciate it, buddy. But I saw this twice in the theaters, but I think I've watched it like maybe three or four times at home on Netflix. I, it's just been, it's just a really fun movie, man. And this it's my second favorite ensemble of the year. I it, I don't know. It's one or two, Ben. It goes back and forth with my number two film, but it's just it's just perfect. It was a perfect sequel. I didn't think it was going to be as good as the first one. I think you and I both had our doubts about like hey, you know okay you know, mm-hmm. we'll see Ryan Johnson we'll see <laughs> we'll see RJ yeah, he knocked out of the park to me. Um, yeah, besides Janelle Monet, Daniel Craig, Ben, I'm just loving more and more on this role. Kate Hudson, can't believe I'm saying that. Kate, yeah, she's terrific. Edward Norton's having a blast. Mm-hmm. Dave Bautista, man, I loved his yeah. character. And I, you know, pineapples. I, I mean, shit. <laughs> I, I, pineapples. Goddamn. Catherine Hahn. Is this her decade, Ben? Is this the decade of Catherine Hahn? Might be. I mean, I was good. I, I really like, I kind of wanted to say at the end of Class Onion, I was kind of hoping to leave out of here just saying, hey, what's that got the, oh, the, long. I kind of want to say that. Yeah. Happen. But, uh, yeah, a lot of, just, oh, this movie's so good. Really, just a perfect movie, Ben. I, I loved it. So much fun. Love this ensemble. So, yeah, Class Onion, my number three. 
Number two. This is where I have the Batman. Um, look, I don't want to get into a debate about Batman, Dark Knight, what's better, what's worse, what does this movie do better, what yada, 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 yada. I don't want to do that today. Another time, maybe. Or you can check out our Batman episode we did last year also. <laughs> nice. Thank you. But my biggest praise of this film, and I've talked about it before, but sometimes I this movie, is just the exploration of Gotham in this movie. I loved dearly. I loved how... And I hate like comparing that. I don't want to do that to Nolan because Nolan made a perfect trilogy in my mind. It's almost like when you compare the two, though, Nolan kind of glamorized Gotham a little bit compared to how dirty and despicable this Gotham is. Mm-hmm. How, you know, and I, I, I don't want because it's two different Gothams. It really is. Yeah. But what Matt Reeves did in this Gotham is kind of the Gotham I wanted. And just how this, this city fears Batman. I love that whole monologue at the beginning of like how, you know, he's in the shadows lurking and then like when these criminals look in a dark alleyway or something, they're they're afraid that Batman's gonna pop out. Um Robert Pattinson, great as the Batman. I thought him and Gordon, uh Jeffrey Wright, yeah. really great pairing, really good chemistry together. Selena Kyle, Kyle. Uh Zoe Kravitz a wonderful Selena Kyle uh, mm-hmm. slash Catwoman. I mean, there's this vulnerability to her, Ben, that I felt like we were kind of missing with Anne Hathaway's Catwoman and The Dark Knight Rises a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, she has more of a presence. Like, she kind of, you know, she kind of reminds me of Ben. She reminds me a little bit of Black Panther and Captain America Civil War, where Black Panther kind of has his yeah. own story that's is the kind of another driving force like he's just kind of pushing his way into the narrative and it you know but it works yeah that's kind of like catwoman a little bit too where she's just kind of she's almost like another driving force in the narrative i love the angle of bruce wayne's parents and kind of how they're not who they seem to be the action's great you're to kind of mention the batman the batman the batmobile sequence yeah but you know come on ben my man Colin Farrell, Penguin Man. Oh my God! I oh so freaking good, and I cannot wait for that HBO Max series. Whether that's this year or next year, but Colin Farrell was my MVP of this movie. He was so freaking good. Um, hey, hey, take it easy, sweetheart. Hey, you looking for me? I just oh, he's so good. like he's so unrecognizable, Ben. Yeah, Daniel with the Riddler. Yeah, perfect casting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Had shades of his Roman prisoners a little bit. Really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Uh I did it need to be almost three hours? I don't think so. My big negative with this film is that that Riddler Joker scene we did not need. We just yeah. didn't need it. But I love Bruce's arc in the story and kind of how we and where he ends up, right? He ends up in a place of like, I need to be more than vengeance. I need to be more than just darkness and all this stuff. I can be a symbol of hope for this city, a symbol of light, you know, and I I actually get teary-eyed, like, emotional, thinking about the, that last scene with him and Selena, where, like, she's asking him to come with me. Let's go. Let's go do this together. Let's go, you know, cause some trouble in another city. We all know she's going to come back in the sequel. I hope. I hope. Um, whenever we get that sequel, that's 2025. I mean, it, 
sounds like it's going to be a minute before we get that sequel. Yeah. Um, we got a Batman for me, my second favorite film of 2022. And the score. And that's, <laughs> oh my Lord. Suck God. Damn, what a beautiful story. I mean, Giacchino, my, my man. My man. I mean, but he's, he's, I mean, like three months ago, or in March of 2022, he did the Batman. Just three months before, prior to that, he had a great score, Spider Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and Giacchino can do no wrong. Yep. He can do no wrong. Okay, Ben, we have reached it. Our number one films of 2022. And for people who know us very well, they have probably already guessed our number ones. But Ben, you're number one. Why is it the bubble? Uh, no, it's actually not the bubble. Um, good guess, though. Deep but water. It, all right. All right. You're pushing it. It is, of course, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, I yeah, had so much fun with this. I know a lot of people will have it on their list as well. But um <laughs> Yeah, just I'm not the biggest fan of the original. It's fun. I like it. Uh, so I, I wasn't expecting a whole lot. But then, you know, like you said, with that cast, uh, just hearing who's going to be in it, I was like, okay, okay. And then um knew he was working with Tom, was working with uh, Macquarie again, who they're good buddies because of the Mission Impossible films, um, or at least, you know, work together on the most recent ones. And I knew Cruz would push the limits of, uh, you know, the authentic <laughs> acting and, and flying in the jets and everything with this. So, yeah, seeing all that come together on screen was incredible. Um, the the story, like you said, it's it's simple, um, but it, it's it's executed so well. And I, I I've said it before, but I, I really think um, also the element of this being a, such a legacy sequel uh you know it's is crazy to think about too but I, this film should be studied in film classes on how to make a sequel and just a good film <laughs> um like you said without a villain but it just focuses on the characters and the simple task and they explain it up front this is what we got to do but the build up to that and seeing it actually happen um and then go, you know, a little, a little faulty uh, at the end, but then it goes another step further <laughs> that I didn't think it would go. Uh, it's just, it's fantastic, and it's, it's just like a as perfect a, a film as you can get, I think, for uh, for a big blockbuster like this. Um, yeah, the score, Lady Gaga showing up too, and delivering. Um, Jennifer Connelly pointed out Glenn Powell, Miles, Miles Teller. Um, great, great role, uh, for him as well. And there's, there's the motion there too, uh, with his character, of course. But yeah, like you said, Val Kilmer coming back was, um, excellent. I love they brought him back and it's, it's not, um, you know, his real life condition is, I think, presented respectfully and honestly and not, you know his picture just doesn't show up or anything but he's he's in it for real so yeah it's just I, everything about it is is awesome um the theater experience was great too seeing it with uh my brother uh as well and yes in an amc dolby theater 
<laughs> yeah, re repeat that bit. Yeah, I know. <gasps> I know. All right, we've done this before. <laughs> oh no 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 um by a landslide well i'm gonna say by a landslide because avatar was a very close second but just from the emotion to the brilliant action sequences to the we haven't even talked about the beach scene i mean the beach scene here is a lot better <laughs> yeah. here than the original top gun i mean this beach scene actually felt like there was a purpose to having the scene yeah like the first film which is like the bonding hey girls look at you know right guys without the shirt or without the shirts on i mean i i don't know this thing just felt like yeah we're seeing this team come together yep so i yeah it's it's so simple but it's just executed so brilliantly mm -hmm. and you feel the stakes you feel the stakes of the mission um the third act that is still my favorite third act of the year or 2022 yeah. then avatar one and two i actually don't want any more though i think this was a good closing chapter for maverick mm -hmm. i kind of don't want a rooster film i feel like they're kind of heading towards that they, they left the door open for that yeah I don't know if I want that though. We'll see though, because I no one asked for a Top Gun Maverick, and look how well that turned out. So true, true. Uh, when he, yeah, I just go back to that conversation with him and Iceman. That's an Oscar clip right there. If this movie gets nominated for Best Picture and if Tom Cruise gets a Best Actor, I mean that's it. That's an Oscar clip right there, because you feel the weight. Of what Tom Cruise and him and Miles Teller, uh, you know, Maverick and Roosters, you know, that struggle, mm -hmm. you know, promising his mother that like, he wasn't going to be a pilot and all that stuff. Like, do I send him on this mission and he might die, or do I not and he resents me for the rest of my life? Like, you, know, you feel that struggle. You feel that because I, I, the first one was like, Good enough job of kind of, you know, between Maverick and Goose. And that, that was probably the best part of the first movie was the yeah. chemistry, the bond between Maverick and Goose. And then in this film, by the way, every time he says, talk to me, Goose, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not crying. You're crying a little bit. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not. Nope. Uh, I'm okay. <laughs> Sometimes I'm in the car. I'm like, hey, talk to me, Goose. <laughs> talk to me. Where am I going for lunch today? <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. There's just I'm still trying to figure it out that like what makes this movie so fucking special. And I think we've like we've we've laid it all out, but it's like still yeah. it's like no, no, there has to be something else, right? Magic. I don't know. I I mean I still have the popcorn bucket I got from AMC they gave out that Tuesday night screening I went to. Mm -hmm. I've an action movie Ben that we are going to cherish for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Until Dead Reckoning 2 comes out. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it, though, Ben. That movie, all of a sudden, now has a lot of pressure. Because not only it's following up to Fallout, but now it's following up Top Gun Maverick. 
I mean, okay, Tom, all right, Tom Cruise, can you? I was about to say Top Cruise. All right, Tom <laughs> Cruise, can you not do yourself? Mm-hmm. We'll we'll see. I mean, th- two different franchises, but it's like, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. What, what are you gonna do? Hmm. Weird <laughs> motorcycle off a cliff. Ooh, okay, all right, that's so crazy. <laughs> okay, yeah. show me something you haven't done before on a regular Monday afternoon. All right. <laughs> no, but I, in all seriousness, I. I'm just still amazed by how much I love this movie, man. I really am. And uh, for those of you who have the 4K Blu-ray, it's still been one of the best 4K Blu-rays out there. So, guys, pick it up if you have a 4K player at home. It's well worth the buy. And I fucking hate physical media. It's a waste of time. <laughs> waste of space. But it's a, it's a very nice fit to my collection, I must say. And my small collection, because I just I hate physical media so freaking much. God, I hate it. Anyway, okay, all right. Let me move on to something I don't hate. <laughs> let me talk about the love of my life, Coke Zero. <laughs> you thought I was going to say somebody else, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, what did you think I was going to say? Uh, probably the person on the mug holding your Coke Zero. Etsy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got this mug at on Etsy, the greatest I'm sure store. You did. <laughs> ever love Etsy y'all are the best not a sponsor but it would be nice I, y'all fucking better be a sponsor Look, <laughs> so much shit from you guys in the past month or so <laughs> when I do my taxes I'm like shit <laughs> Etsy <laughs> Etsy <laughs> all my fucking expenses Ben you and I have had conversations before about favorite genres and stuff before you know what's our favorite you know you and I have bonded over Comic movies, because that's kind of like that's that's still my favorite genre of film. But you know how much I love coming of age movies. I mm-hmm. I eat those up, um, especially when they're done right. You know, Florida Project, but you know how much I mean. I that was a COVID movie for me, and I just I instantly fell in love with that. I was like, put that on my top fifteen. I mean, that it's getting close to my top ten. That's actually like number twelve or thirteen. It's getting close. It's getting close. I I adore that movie. Perks of Being a Wallflower, another one. Mm-hmm. I just I I adore. Um, the fallout, which we just had this year or 2022, I adore Love Simon. I don't know if you can count Ferris Bueller as one, Ben. What do you think? Can you count Ferris Bueller as a comedy? Yeah, movie? yeah, okay. I well, think, that's I say so. so cool. Right. <laughs> More for Cameron than Ferris, but that's yeah, a, yeah that's why because like, <laughs> it really is, but still, Ferris Bueller, when you, when you really think about it, it's kind of a camera movie, yeah, yeah, conversation for another day, though. <laughs> Now, I have thought about this for a long time, Ben, since I saw it at Sundance. It has not left my top three at all in 2022. Cha-Cha Real Smooth, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, thank you for listening. (laughs) Thanks for sticking around through all our crazy shenanigans. (laughs) Cha-Cha Real Smooth is my number one film of the year. And a lot of people will just go ahead and say, Ben, like, oh, that's because of Dakota Johnson. And you know what? Fine. Go ahead and say that if you want. Um, is it an element of why it's my number one? Yes, it is. She's amazing. She's incredible in the film. But Ben knows all as well. And some of you guys who have known me for a while, I have been raving about Cooper Rafe for mm-hmm. since I saw Shithouse in 2020. My favorite film of that year, or one of my favorite films of 2020. Um, actually, Ben. I just found out 
because I was watching something today. I don't know how much longer it's going to be up there, but you can actually watch Shit House for free right now on YouTube. I just found out today. I was like, oh, wow. I don't know how that happened, but uh, you huh. better go ahead and take advantage when you can. Shit House is fucking incredible. But Cha Cha Real Smooth is my number one film for a number of reasons. It is, again, that word we've been using a lot today, Ben. Simple, yet sweet. It's emotional. It's like a warm blanket, Ben. It's just a, it, you know, it's just, it's so warm and it's so heartfelt. But it's also relatable in that sense of I feel like a lot of tw- a lot of us. I'm not saying every 20 year old has gone through this, but a lot of us going through that what's next after college stage. Now I can't fully relate to that because I kind of already knew what my my plans were after college, but I know kind of what that character was going through in terms of relationships. All right, I kind of I, I I felt that plight, and but. A lot of us don't know that what we're going to go through in our twenties, right? And I thought this film illustrated that really, really well. And the whole idea of soulmates in this movie, too, about you know who's your soulmate, how many soulmates do you have in this movie? Um, I thought was you know kind of explored really beautifully, and the relationship, the chemistry between Dakota Johnson and Cooper Rafe. Ben, I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. There is only one other pairing I love more than them two right now. And that's uh, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper in A Star is Born. That's about the only other pairing I love more in the film. Their chemistry is so beautiful and so sweet. You buy you you buy into it instantly the first time they uh they 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 uh speak for the first time. But more than that, too, the relationship he has, and I think you and I agreed on this too when we talked about it. Vanessa Burkhart, the relationship those two have, yeah. it's really sweet. Mm-hmm. And I said that word a lot because it's, it's just a sweet movie, Ben. It really is just a sweet, beautiful movie. This slice of life about a kid trying to figure his shit out in his 20s. And I forgot who put this on their letterbox. I think I saw this on letterbox where I saw it on YouTube. Someone said something really funny about this teaches you a lesson about how not to get attached. And I'm like, yep, do not get attached. <laughs> I haven't. I don't do this for a lot of films anymore. I've been very careful lately about all timers. Ben, I, I really, really, I'm, I've, I've done my best. Like you know, Endgame. I knew that was like that was like you know what? No, that favorite film of the favorite film of all time. I just mm-hmm. too much emotional, you know, history with that and the MCU yep. and all that stuff. Lion King, another one. When I first, I was like, yeah, favorite movie of all time. A couple other films. I've had I have my top ten. I'm like, yeah, I, they kind of they kind of need to grow on me to kind of get to that point. Um, Sleeping with people was one of those films back too. Queen and Slim, which is no longer in my top ten, but that was another one. I was like, yeah, I kind of needed to get up. You know, I need to sit with that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to say it, but I would like to welcome Cha Cha Real Smooth into my top ten films of all time. It is just I. This film just means so much to me on an emotional level. And because Cooper Rafe did such a great job directing it, except for one thing, which I he needs to fix. And I'll get to that in a second, but I just I just appreciate this from the more the more I watch it because like it's one of those films, Ben, where I'm in a bad mood. This is now my this is now the movie I go to when I'm in a bad mood. 
because I can't turn on any game anymore and be like, I'm in a bad mood. Cause that movie puts me in the bad mood because that first act is so depressing. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is like my this is probably the ultimate comfort film for me now. It's Todd Tarbell's mood. I just need I need him to fix one thing, Ben. And you and I agree on this too. There's one thing he just he's lacking in right now, and I think he'll get better at. His editing needs some work. There's yeah. A few times right. in this movie where I was like, we could have stayed with this scene longer, but we kind of just cut away from it too soon. Yeah. Or we could have got this a really good emotional hook here, but no, we're going to cut away from that right now. I mean, just like scenes just kind of abrupt and abrupt, just abruptly instantly. end. Abruptly yeah. end. Thank you. <laughs> it's getting late. Um, yeah. And just kind of like to go into something else. But like I said, it's just comforting, Ben. It's really, it's just one of those comforting films that I, how will I feel about this when I'm in my 30s, 40s? That remains to be seen for right now. Because that's kind of why I put bodies, bodies, bodies a little lower on my list, Ben. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to feel about that film five, ten years from now. Because I was like, this is the perfect Gen Z satire and all that stuff. But like, these characters might get on my nerves when I hit my 40s. <laughs> and I get, because I remember you saying this, I get you to a point about Cooper Rave's character, Andrew, in this film, but he's kind he can be a bit annoying in points in this film so i i i get i get where you were coming from with that when we were reviewing this yeah um but i also love the relationship he has with his brother like that's such a sweet, yeah i love that dynamic and kind of him teaching his brother about you know how to get a girl how to kiss a girl i love that stuff and i don't have a brother i only have a younger sister so i'm not teaching my younger sister how to kiss another guy never ever ever doing that but no. i still love that bond that they had in this film Leslie Mann for the couple scenes she's in is great. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy from Everybody Loves Raymond Ben. What's the guy's name? Um, uh, Brad Garrett. Yeah, I, yeah. He gets so much shit in this movie, but then he has like the ultimate kind of like, hell yeah, Greg, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Kind of like, uh, it was very satisfying. Cooper Rafe is the next. Young director, Ben, we all need to look out for because between Shithouse and this, I, it's just two films, Ben. I just, he's knocked out of the park and he's got me emotional. I mean, there's a scene in here talking about, he's asking Dakota Johnson about depression. And I'm like, God, this conversation feels real. Like, shit. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many real tender moments here. Um, nothing feels too overly silly or overly emotional. Everything just felt right in place for me. It's like, from my own experience so yeah that's why cha-cha rose movie with my long ass exclamation of how we got to this point of why it's my number one film of 2022 um and why it's not my top 10 films of all time i just i love this one the pieces <laughs> i say all that and it's still not my, favorite, my favorite dakota johnson performance though <laughs> but it's uh it's still our friend but she's yeah. wonderful here and i can't not wait for cooper I, cooper Rafe's doing another film his next film i think is with brendan frazier if i'm not mistaken mm. i think it's brendan frazier I have to double check that, but I'm very I I don't want him to do big blockbusters, but I kind of just want him to do smaller indie films. Yeah. That's his real house. Yeah. I think he even said he doesn't want to do like Marvel or Star Wars. Um so yeah, Cha Cha Rose Move, my number one. Did you have any other thoughts about Cha Cha Ben? Uh no, you, you touched on the highlights, so yeah. Yeah, the whole movie's a masterpiece, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, right. 
All right. Well, guys, that will do it for our top 10 films of 2022. Ben, please share your list one more time with us. All right. Uh, Wrong. At number 10, I'm already kind of regretting it. Maybe I'll put. No, uh, it's too late. You already okay. said it. <laughs> uh, I wanted to be different. Number 10, I have Ambulance. Uh, number nine, though, I have Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Eight, Glass Onion. Seven, The Northman. Six, The Menu. Five, Babylon. Four, The Banshees of Inisherin. Three, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Two, The Fablemans. And number one, Top Gun Maverick. And Rod, you're top ten. Yes, I was. Uh, sorry. Uh, yes, top ten. Cha-Cha Real Smooth, Cha-Cha Real Smooth, Cha-Cha Real Smooth, Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Babylon and the Cha-Cha Real Smooth, Cha-Cha Real Smooth. <laughs> Maverick Cha Cha, Glass Cha Cha, Bat Cha Cha, and Cha Cha. I'm just kidding. Glass Cha Cha. Uh, number 10, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Number 9, Barbarian. Number 8, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Number 7, Avatar, The Way of the Cha Cha. The Way of Water. Number 6, Babylon. Number, number 5, The Fallout. I was about to say the cha-cha. Number four, Top Gun Maverick. Number three, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Oh, sorry. Ryan Johnson, just Glass Onion. Sorry, I forgot you don't like I I agree with him, though. Yeah. but Well, yeah. here's the thing, though. How many people would have saw this if it was just called Glass Onion? No, I get it. I get it. But I No, I agree with him. But yeah. I'm saying to kind of be play devil's advocate here. Sure, sure. A movie that's called Glass Onion. Like, oh, oh, oh. I would, but okay. Oh, yeah, because we're in that space. <laughs> yeah. My mom's going to be like, the hell with glass onion? No. Number two, the Batman, and number one, Cha Cha Real Smooth. One more thing, a funny story to share. I shared this with Darren last week. So I'm out with lunch with my mom, and you know she's kind of talking about like, hey, like what movies should I watch? Like I kind of watch a couple good movies. I was like, so I showed her a couple of trailers, and one of them I showed was Cha Cha Real Smooth because she hasn't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Out loud in the restaurant. <laughs> hey, that's that girl. This has the girl you like. I was like, God damn it, Bob. <laughs> so I have been exposed that's to funny. my mother now. So that's uh, my mom has it. Yeah, she she's hey. with me. <laughs> just showing your phone and the public. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, she's just like that. That has that girl you like. I'm like, Mom, God. <laughs> So I guess it's that obvious. Huh? I, don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Oh, shit. I'm about, I don't know. I have a yeah. shirt and a couple uh-huh. posters. Mm-hmm. I, really, I got my cha-cha real smooth poster frame, by the way. Oh, nice. Can't wait to... Next time you come over, I'll have to show you. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, I just have to hang it up. I have like a stack yeah. of like posters that are framed now. I just happen to... Oh, okay. Have, I've been two ways to hang them up. Yeah. Well, it takes a while to get the nail and... Yeah, yeah, damn, yeah, a lot of work. Fuck, God, (laughs) too much, not enough time today to do all that stuff. So, let me take another sip of my Coke Zero sugar. Coke, no, wait, Coke Zero, no. (laughs) What'd you call me? (laughs) Uh, Let me take another sip of my Coke Zero. Zero sugar, whatever. (laughs) Ben, where can people find us online? Yes, you can find us on Instagram at the Infinity Film Podcast, and you can email us with your favorite films of the year. And how you cha-cha. And how <laughs> you like your cha-cha. Real smooth? Let us know at rb.theinfinityfilmpodcast at gmail.com. That's rb like Rod Ben, dot the Infinity Film Podcast at gmail.com.
Slide to the left. Slide to the right. Crisscross. Crisscross. Cha-cha now, y'all. Cha-cha again. They didn't do it. They didn't play a song in the, in the movie once. That's a, that was Good. a waste of opportunity. No, I can't sing that song anymore. No one fucking can. That's the whole point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, 2022. We're no longer talking about it anymore. We're on 2023. Yeah, it's Bigger over. And better things. Unless someone wants to talk about Cha Cha Rose then we can. I, I'll absolutely talk about it. Or Top Gun. Yeah. Never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. Ben, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about Ambulance again, actually. Speaking of 2022, <laughs> yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal retrospective in a couple uh-huh. of weeks. We have 20 films we're going to talk about, and you and I have not started that rewatch any watching any films. I'm probably going to start that this week, actually. Yeah. Oh, shit. Actually, NFL playoffs are coming up soon. Oh, boy. I really need to choose my films carefully here. Okay. Yes. So, two weeks we have our Jake Gyllenhaal. But, like, Ben, I want to just ask you as we wrap up here anything you're excited for we're going to record this year that you know about so far anything like you're looking forward to in terms of actor perspectives maybe a director you have a mind you want to talk about maybe down the road or an actor actress uh well the the jake g stuff i'm really excited for because uh, oh, yeah. he's he's one of my favorites um and then i guess marco robbie too yeah that's, that'll be coming after barbie for sure yeah 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 uh but yeah that'll be good to delve into all of her her stuff. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to do the Matt Reeves next month. Uh, I'm excited about that. Um, Jake Joel Hall, I'm excited for. We <laughs> I, that night, I can't. I, I, like Nightcrawler, I'm just excited to talk about. Yeah, and End of Watch too. Like I love End of Watch. I'm yep. actually curious how many films are going to end up on the S tier. I think there's yeah. gonna be more films on the S tier than you and I even realized. <laughs> yeah, um, we recommend everything. Yeah. <laughs> There's the Michael B. Jordan one. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to you as well this year. This might be the year we talk about Scorsese. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how we're going to do it yet. Because mm-hmm. like Spielberg, there's a lot of films in that filmography. Yep. But I think we're going to get that one done this year. Um, and I also think too, Ben, we're going to do a little project. I think we're going to do it over the summer. Okay. But I think we're going to revisit, speaking of like favorite films of all time, I think we're going to have that, because we, we kind of talked about favorite performances for our 100th episode. I think this summer we're going to revisit and talk about our favorite films of all time again. Ooh. See okay. if anything has changed, what's entered, what's stayed the same. Our number ones haven't stayed the same, or, or haven't changed, I should yeah. say. Like, yeah. I think both of our number ones have stayed the same, but um, there's been some, there's been a seismic shift. I want to say seismic, but there's been a little <laughs> shift in my top 10, and I'm curious what's changed in yours as well, if anything has changed. Mm-hmm. But I think what I'm looking forward to also this year, Ben, is we're going to do a lot of like actor and actor retrospectives this year. And I'm, I'm looking forward to all that, but a lot of big films are coming out this year. And I'm curious, you know, kind of like what films hit and what films don't, mm-hmm. you know? Are the films that you and I are looking forward to the most, like an Oppenheimer Indy Five? So we're gonna do an Indiana Jones retrospective this summer. I'm looking yeah. forward to that because I know you are yeah. a big indie fan. Mm-hmm. So that'll be Ben's back to Opus episode. Um, <laughs> yes. 
hopefully Jacob can make it out for that because I know Jacob's a big, big Indiana Jones fan. Oh, that. he's got two. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. But also, too bad. Like, I'm just excited for this other little project we're going to do because The Last of Us is coming out in a couple of weeks and we're going to do some recaps. And you and I have to discuss how we're going to do that, how we're going to fit that into our show every week because. Mm-hmm. That and Secret Invasion, like the two shows I want to do recaps for. Yeah. How we're going to do that, I don't know yet. We're not doing IG Lives anymore. And I refuse to do IG Lives. Uh, but yeah, that's just some of the stuff I'm looking forward to this year. And um just want to appreciate all you guys for listening. Mm-hmm. For listen. Um, I think 2023 is going to be our best year. We are going to do our damnedest to make sure that our episodes don't go overly long. I kind of want to avoid a three-hour episodes yeah uh, for ben's sake and for your sake um this video this one's actually under two hours so i'm 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 grateful for that but like i just that's like one thing i really really want to work on ben so is there anything like you want to work on this year in terms of like goals for us just you know in terms of like you know length and guests and all that stuff you know oh interesting uh yeah i guess the length was a big one uh as the editor uh getting through that maybe i could i can learn some more skills on the editing side too yeah uh to improve that way if you have anything let us know in the comments but uh yeah <laughs> one thing i am looking forward to this year is me you and anna finally finished that fucking Disney <laughs> yeah <thing>. right yeah <laughs> i was looking at the the list on the wall on the fridge uh, earlier so yes we, we have to get that done this year we will do that no, we won't. <laughs> no, we won't. New Year's resolution is to do that. Between Anna's schedule and our inability <laughs> to kind of like get on the same page, it's it, I, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Will the Quentin Tarantino episode get done this year? <laughs> uh, tune in to find out. Don't tune in because it's not going to happen. <laughs> we might do like five of the directors with bigger filmographies than Tarantino and still not get his. Oops. I mean, so yeah, just that's just some of the stuff I'm looking forward to as we head into 2023 and all that good stuff. So, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you guys. We love you 3000. And until next time, we'll see you next week. Talk to him, Goose.